You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Everyone to God Stories Radio. This is session 211. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. 211, Mikey. 211. Wow. What is going on with that? I don't know, but it's exciting. I know, right? God's just blowing it up. He is. Nothing we're doing. Still letting us be stewards. Yeah, sorry about last week. To all the listeners, um, I got uh, uh, caught up at work in a project. Yeah, you've been working like crazy lately. Yeah, we were installing um, a giant new screen in the sanctuary. And projector new, screen. New laser yeah. projector and all of that, and it just ran long, so I I couldn't leave. Yeah, it's going to happen sometimes. Uh-huh. I know it. What's going on over there, Mikey? Oh, it feels good to be here after a couple of weeks. It sure you know, does. July 4th, and then last <laughs> week. And then we're off next week. Yeah. And Mikey got a haircut, did yeah, you know I did that? it today. I did. <laughs> I did kind of see the light beaming. Uh, he's glowing. Uh-huh. And well, I, I know you go to Bangs, too. right? You go to Bangs. Bangs. I do go to Bangs. Yeah. Well, shout out to Bangs. Yep. And uh-huh. your stylist's name is? Jackie. Jackie. So Jackie at Bangs, you Jackie did a great at job. Yes. You betcha. She does a good job. And her and I talk a lot. She's, we're, we got things, you know, kind of in, common stuff and i guess i she can't wait for me to come in i can't wait to go there and hear the oh i only go once every two months because that's all i can afford so um well didn't she cut your hair free for the uh barbara yeah, for beck the show yeah. yes when we went to see barbara beck yes. mm-hmm. shout cool. out to jackie yeah she's awesome. we got a seat here for you jackie <laughs> come on but uh, bangs, hair, style. Yeah. Salon. Salon. Bangs, yeah. Is that, they still call them salons? I, I would I assume know. so, yeah. Well, they're, they're not flight attendants anymore, so it <laughs> could be salon. It's in Claremont next to that uh, Italian restaurant. Well, there you go. Corelli's. Corelli's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Corelli's. Ooh, that's another one. Mm-hmm. You've been to Corelli's? I, yes, I have. Uh, I knew the answer to that. Yeah. 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 That like, place is unbelievable. I search out Italian food. That's, <laughs> that's oh, why man. I stay always 10 to 15 pounds over my Gosh. <laughs> Some hand-spun authentic in yes, there, boy. For sure. Damn. All right, babe, we got any shout-outs tonight? 
We do. We have one Facebook like. All right. So we want to say thank you to Michael J. Richard. Michael J. Richard. Thank you for liking us. Welcome to the GSR family, and thank you for saving me from that <laughs> that awkward moment. Uh-huh. And anyone out there, <laughs> if you have not liked this yet on Facebook, please do so so we don't have that awkward moment. <laughs> How do you say it? Awkward? Awkward. <laughs> That's the Boston. Right? That is the Boston. Yeah. I'm not from Boston. Though. Really? I don't so- talk the call. So, so now where are you from? Springfield. Okay. So still. That's still Massachusetts. Yeah. It's still Massachusetts, but we don't park the car. You don't park the car. No. You're the yard. No. Do you I... get any ideas? <laughs> yeah. The only reason I know that is because of my, my stepmom, hardcore Boston, wicked hardcore wicked, Boston. Like yeah, wicked, yeah. brother John Wicked Dan. hardcore. Yeah. Park the garbage. Like our, yep. Like our brother John. Yeah. Love that guy. Got to get him back on here. Yeah, really. He was on for our anniversary. Yes, him and a few others. And if we had we had a room full. I know that you were talking about that earlier, but having a room full. Anyway, enough. Uh, I want to get to our guest because I'm just jumping right You're in there. So I, silly. I, we could be here for hours. I, I, I'd prefer to listen to you, so we can just keep going. No, it's not about me, buddy. You are. You're in the hot seat tonight. That's right. Yeah. And we love it. We. So appreciate you coming, but well, it's my honor. I will uh, let you uh, do the honors, babe. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I just want to uh, thank our guest first of all. He has an incredibly busy schedule, and yet he went ahead and took time out to come do the show, which is not surprising because he's always giving back to the community. Amen to that. Has mm-hmm. done so for many, many years. He is. Um, I don't know that I could call it a small business. It would probably be larger than a small business i would say it doesn't often feel small anymore. right yeah. um so i would say between a medium and a large business owner um i'll take it, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. um a christian through and through and um he owns and operates the chick-fil-a's in uh claremont florida and it's our privilege to have on the show Mr. Rocky DeStefano. Thank you. And I tell you what, you killed the name, and not everybody does. <laughs> I've heard it pronounced many, many ways, so you did great. Well, That's thank all right, you. Rocky. My last name is Amrine, A-M-R-H-E-I-N, and you talk about a butcher shop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just say yes. Yes. That's yes. me. Whatever People, you want to yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Right. And, we're gonna, call me. and from what we've been talking earlier, we are going to get actually a testimony that he actually hasn't put out there yet no that's true I, you know nothing formalized in fact the, the funny thing i was thinking about this earlier today this will be uh, my daughters will listen to this mm-hmm. and learn more about my testimony <laughs> wow than, you know and it's kind of sad i should have been telling them all along but uh-huh. but you know, i think that's that, true for all of us rocky yeah. i think uh, i've had a lot of people after i gave my testimony at real life people came up to me and said, man, I really learned a lot about you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, my daughters are at that age where they like me kind of, you know, so it just depends on the moment. I don't always. Are they 15? So, so I've got 17, 19, and then I've got an older one who's 22. She, she fully likes me now. Okay. But the other two, it's. You're not as crazy as she thought. it's 50, 50. Yeah. I'm starting to get smarter. (laughs) All girls, you're outnumbered, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Even my cat is neutered, I I like to say. Uh, uh, You you are in it to win it, man, by yourself. Yes. Please pray for Rocky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to pray for weddings and, you know, mm. money to pay for yeah, it. That's and, it, yeah. man. Lord yeah. bless him now. Yeah. 
Well, take us back to the beginning, Rocky. Tell us sure. where you're from and your roots, your heritage, et cetera. Yeah, so I, I you know, I'm a very proud uh, first-generation Italian-American. And so both my, uh, my father was born and raised in Italy, in Naples, Italy. And my mother um, had really just come over. She was from Sicily. And so we, uh, they kind of uh, ended up in Cleveland, Ohio. And so, Not New York? No, From, right? from Sicily <laughs> yeah. to Cleveland. Yeah, and, it, well, and, wow. and then back to Naples, too, because we at, some, at one point lived in Naples, Florida, so my father liked to say he, <laughs> okay, it was a yeah, long trip yeah. back to Naples. Talk about <laughs> your uh, classic culture shock yes, there. Yes, yes. But, you know, most of our relatives ended up in New York, but we ended up in Cleveland, and we were in this amazing community, and it was really an immigrant community. I mean, I grew up with kids from Poland and Germany and I mean, you know, the Irish, and it was amazing, this big, huge melting pot. And uh, we got along great. We all grew up together, and nobody killed each other, so it was kind of <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you have a lot of brothers and sisters? Yeah, so I was the youngest of five. I had four older sisters. So God definitely knew what he was doing by giving me daughters. I, I understand <laughs> uh-huh. women. I like to say I think I understand women from... Uh, being always outnumbered. Are you working on your book? No, <laughs> no there's no book. I, I don't no have book? any. I didn't learn. You know, I learned oh, the hard way. You you're going to owe it to us guys. Yeah. Damn. yeah. You know, he's talking an awful lot considering I'm the only woman in the household besides the dog. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He maybe just did it a little bit smarter. I, I've always been outnumbered. I, I like to tell my daughters, I pray you have all boys so you understand what it's like to be the only one mm-hmm. of your kind in the house because I'm very outnumbered. <laughs> right. So, well, I have I have four children of my own. The only one of your kind. That's right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have four children of my own. My oldest was my son, and then I had three daughters. Oh, you got it. And, you understand. And the boy was absolutely positively the easiest one to <laughs> well, that's cause, That's because we understand them, right? Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's what I think what it comes down to. Oh, boy, the girls, all the <laughs> drama. and So my girls aren't, aren't terribly dramatic, but I will say that often I don't know what I've done to upset them. <laughs> that, that I will say. But, but it was like that growing up, too, with my older sisters. I, I was always outnumbered. So, so, you know, we grew up in this uh, area of Cleveland, and um, it was very working class. We... We did not have an easy road. I mean, anytime you're um, you're from another country trying to make your way, mm-hmm. uh, my father had all the stories he taken advantage of by different businesses as he was learning English, um, starting at the bottom again and trying to b- build himself up. And um, we had some tough times for sure, but it didn't seem tough. We, we didn't really know any different. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I realized, man, we were we were really poor. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I didn't feel it because uh, I think that they tried their best to be really good parents. Mm-hmm. So now I, think I w- it was probably all in the presentation too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And back Italian back. food goes a long way. So yeah, sure. pasta is pretty cheap. So yeah, yeah, we're okay. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, we we hit a, a glitch though. My father. Um, had uh, he had been working very hard. He he really prided himself uh, as a person who could provide for his family, and he had gotten into a accident at work that back then we weren't even sure if he would be able to recover. In fact, I remember being, my gosh, five or six and rushing to the hospital to find out he was going into surgery, 
and um, he was laid up for months upon months, and then he actually had to uh, take early retirement at, uh, on a disability. And so he just changed. Like, you know, he was the man who provided for his family, and all of a sudden he couldn't. And he was at home for a lot of hours. And you know how they say the you know, idle mind is a workshop for the devil. Boy, isn't that the truth. And it just worked on him. And so he began to drink. And when he began mm. to drink, he began to be violent. You know, some people are happy drunks. Mm -hmm. And my father was not one of those people. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had a really rough go. And so I kind of became uh, early, you know, teens. A very, I was a very angry young person. Just very angry, felt like uh, the world had not been fair to us. Um, I knew my parents loved us, but I questioned some of the things that I saw and went on. And I know my sisters did too. The story of my sisters are, as they were old enough, they escaped. And sometimes they escaped to um, the first guy they met, unfortunately. Right. You mm -hmm. know, um, Luckily, they, they all, except for... Well, actually, my two oldest ended up with great men, uh, and my two youngest uh, had to find, still looking for their great man, maybe, mm -hmm. I should say. Mm -hmm. um, but so I found myself kind of uh, just very angry and uh, kind of, a you know, what I always say is on the appearance, I looked fine, but I was reckless. I, I was a reckless kid, and there were things that, um, had I been caught, could have really impacted my my life from that point forward, mm -hmm. you know. So my parents kind of realized that something had to change. And my dad had really started realizing. He went through a tough 10-year stretch, and then he kind of woke up out of his fog. And we moved to Florida to kind of get away from Cleveland, to get away from all the pressures and what mm -hmm. we knew, and in some ways to kind of reinvent ourselves. And uh, I was lost because everything I knew was in Cleveland. I still had the anger, but now I had anger without friends, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And how mm -hmm. old were you when you moved? We moved uh, right between uh, middle and high school. So it was, uh, it was a shock. You know, it's hard enough to move, mm -hmm. it, you know, into high school, but then to do it, um, you know, to a new state, new, new everything. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, you know, I, I kind of did a lot of dumb things, but thankfully God really looked after me and I never got in any kind of real trouble. And then I kind of uh, met, and it was fortune, I met the one constant in my life has been Chick-fil-A. And it's, it's crazy to say it, but Chick-fil-A has been in my life since 1986. Mm. So I'm, I'm going on well over 30 years now with Chick-fil-A. Wow. And so what happened was I was uh, working at one of our competitors, McDonald's, mm -hmm. and I was quite possibly the worst employee they've <laughs> ever had. I mean, just awful. I don't know how they kept me. Uh, just a terribly stupid things all the time. I just was such a reckless guy. I don't, I don't know why, but, um, you know, it... it worked out how it was supposed to. And so I actually got fired from McDonald's mm. for causing trouble, of course. And um, I knew my dad, even though he had started changing, he still had his violent streak. And so I knew that if he heard I got fired, it would be a really oh, big yeah, battle. Boy, wow. yeah. And so I would get up um, and I would dress in my <laughs> uniform and go out mm -hmm. and change and then look for a job. Because I figured, well, if I come home with a job, it'll be less 
bad mm-hmm. <laughs> than if I if he finds out I just left. And I did this for about a week and a half. I couldn't find anything. I mean, you know, back then people didn't hire kids as much as they do now. You know, there wasn't no, as it was more of a face to face kind of thing. That's right. You really didn't get hired unless you walked in somewhere right. and yes. met with the manager yes. and all. Yeah. They and sometimes it's somebody you know. Right. And so I, I literally was in the mall killing time when I was supposed to be at work. I couldn't just show back up at home. And I was uh, walking out of a store and I saw Chick-fil-A. And I didn't have any idea what Chick-fil-A was. I never even had it. And I said, you know what? Let me try. So I, I walked into the store and I said, hey, I'd like to fill an application out and met this gentleman with a mustache. And he said, hey, I'll, I'm the owner. I'll come sit down and talk to you, which I was shocked. And so he sat down with me and we began to talk and have an interview. And I found out that he was a first generation. He was a first uh, generation American, uh, Italian American. His, his parents were from Naples. My parents were from Naples. He lived in Cleveland most of his life. I lived in Cleveland most of my life. Just this amazing thing where I started realizing, wow, this is so, so many. All the little details. Uh Just was amazing to me. And so I did something super out of character. Joe looked at me and he said, what would McDonald's say if I called and asked what type of worker you are? Uh. And I said... (laughs) And I told the truth, which was really rare for me back then. And I said, Joe, they would tell you that I was the worst employee that ever had and that you should run away and never give me a job. And he looked at me and I could tell he was shocked and I was shocked I said it. And he said, okay, I'll give you a call in a couple of days and let you know. And I walked out sure that there was no way mm-hmm. that I was ever going to get <laughs> a job. And... Um, Un, you know, really shockingly to me, he called me and offered me a job. And wow, so, that's God's grace. But right you know, there. The, the, unreal. The yeah. honesty challenges people because they don't expect that. He never in a million years expected him to say that. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, that I didn't expect him. I didn't expect me to say it. So that had to be a God thing. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! Yeah, I mean, he had to hire you. <laughs> well, thank God he did. So I was yeah, able to tell my that. father, okay, I had, I did get fired, but I have a job. And so that was okay, and I, you know, kept away from uh, any kind of trouble. But um, Joe and his wife were everything opposite of my family. So my family, we were kind of dysfunctional. We were raised Catholic, so church was always part of our life, but we didn't have a relationship with Christ at all. It was just, it was a formality. Mm -hmm. Um, And Joe and his wife were these amazing born-again ex-Catholics, just on fire for God. Yeah, you you kind of escaped, right? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, ex-Catholic, yep. That's right, yeah. And they had two kids, and the kids got along great with them, and it was just great unit and so over the years I worked for them they kind of became like my surrogate parents and what I always say is I had a a good set of regular parents and then I had a a great set of Christian parents and so I began to see how I wanted my future to look but I didn't know what was different about them I just knew they were different Mm -hmm. you know I was shocked that Joe's kids wanted to be with him because I didn't always want to be with my dad, you know. Oh, wow. So um, after working there a little bit, I kind of realized that Joe was a Christian because he did not hide it at all. And so um, 
I was trying to get out of work. I was feeling extra lazy one night. And I was coming off break, and I said, if I get Joe talking about God, I can milk this break for a little bit longer. Uh. And so I asked him a question, and 30 minutes later, I walked downstairs, and the change had started. Mm -hmm. Because every, I mean, I had not heard the things that he presented ever in the Catholic Church. Right. Like, I mean, I, I heard it. I know it. what you mean. Yeah, I heard it. They said it, mm-hmm. but it just didn't take hold. And so I, I realized at that point that I really had to change. It was something in me that had to change. And so uh, over the next week, between Joe and uh, a gentleman who became my best friend, Stephen Bean, they just attacked me from both yeah. sides. <laughs> they just wouldn't let go. I mean, they just kept hammering me with conviction and you know, encouraging me to read the Bible. And, you know, it was an amazing period. And I came out of it accepting Christ and realizing, okay, this is the difference in Joe's family. This is what God can do to something that's broken, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I was the first in my family that uh, was a born-again Christian. And uh, first, my parents were very nervous. They did not want me leaving the Catholic Church. Um, they were pretty sure that I was going to a cult. They you know, just didn't understand <laughs> it. You know, um, you know we, we joked, but my mom at one point actually called the pastor of the church I was going to a warlock. Not a witch. <laughs> a warlock. You know, there's all that Italian, uh, you know, wow. superstition. superstition built yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, in fact, Absolutely. I joke around and tell a story. And maybe you understand this, Mike, but we had a statue of the Virgin Mother in our house. Mm-hmm. And she was in a box. And um, anytime somebody passed, our tradition was they closed the box for three days and they wore black. So it was just, our, I don't know if it was maybe the village my parents were mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. When I left the Catholic Church, they closed the box <laughs> and they were black for three days. Um, so it, it was really an interesting transition. But um, that, you know, I, I feel like that was the beginnings of my conversion. Uh, but I think God has saved me continuously from a bunch of different things. Yeah. So I think He got a hold of me at that point. But there were still issues I had. I still had a love of money. I still had this Mm -hmm. anger in me. And I feel like over the years, uh, I don't think you're born again many times, but I think God really takes this, you know, the stuff from you that is broken in you. Mm -hmm. So, um, that it, it slowly happened. And a lot of it, thankfully was because of Chick-fil-A. And so the more I became uh, uh, involved with Chick-fil-A and became involved with Joe and his wife and his kids, um, the more I realized what was out there. Like, I was never planning on going to college. I I just wasn't really a great student, Mm -hmm. didn't have a desire for it. Um, But I just started realizing, hey, maybe God's got something for me. And uh, Joe used to talk a lot about that there's three M's in your life that you have to figure out. And he used to say, and he used to actually do this little thing with his hand where he'd say M, three M's, and it was your master, your mission, and your mate. And those were the three biggest decisions that every person had. And so now that I had my master, I understood who I was following, and I was trying my best to 
live this life that was like Christ, um, the others started falling into place. Uh, and again, all because of uh, the influence of Chick-fil-A, which is crazy to think about. Right. Um, so they, uh, Joe and Danny, realized that I probably on my own would not go to college. And so they uh, encouraged me, actually helped me to fill out some scholarships and ended up getting a scholarship to a college outside of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and while I was there, I met my mate, Tricia, mm-hmm. who we're st- still married, been married now for, and if I get this wrong, I'm probably in trouble. But <laughs> 27 years. Wow, yeah, congratulations. Years. I tell you, you just don't hear that anymore. No. It's so nice to well, hear that. It's not easy. I can tell, oh, I right? Know. I mean, yeah, yeah, anybody who's been married, it's a tough, tough road. But Yes, sir. But she has been... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of laughter in my well, there's stories here I don't yeah, know yeah. I know that laugh he huh? piped up with that yes sir real uh, quick uh, didn't uh, he yes well, he did I, w- I was just in agreement that <laughs> it, it takes work you know it's mm-hmm. two becoming one and that's right you know all right sorry to interrupt your uh, sometime I'll have to hear that story uh, <laughs> there's plenty to go around yeah well there's a lot of stories right <laughs> yeah so, but anyways, I, I did meet Trisha, and I knew pretty much right away that she was somebody that I wanted to marry, and so uh, graciously she agreed, which was nice, mm-hmm. and we've been together ever ever since. And then, um, I after after college, I started realizing that I liked the idea of being Joe. It, it wasn't right. so much Chick Fil A, but started thinking back to what an influence Joe had on me. And it wasn't just me. That that was the amazing thing. I felt like he was giving all of his attention to me, but he was giving it to everybody. And so he was just producing this fruit that was, was amazing. So I started thinking about, hey, I need to try to own my own Chick-fil-A. And so I went to Atlanta and interviewed and got um, to the very last interview and they told me no. Wow. And it, I was just shocked because that was not how it was supposed to happen. No. And, you know, I, I thought for sure, you know, and I was a little bit upset and trying to figure things out, but I didn't know what to do. So uh, I had been offered a scholarship to law school and I said, I, I don't know what else to do. So I, I guess I'll go to law school. And so I did and moved down to uh, West Palm Beach and actually drove to Miami every day um, to go to law school. And uh, knew pretty quickly that I was not going to be a good attorney. I, I, I would make money, but I would not be a very good person. I just You kind of mm-hmm. know yourself. Mm-hmm. And the competitiveness, the anger was still there. And I didn't like how I, how I acted anytime I was anywhere near a court. So um, I would pray every day. I had an hour drive. And I would pray every day that God would show me a way because I was pretty sure this wasn't it, but I didn't know what it was. And so thankfully, about halfway through, um, I got a phone call out of nowhere and they said, hey, why aren't you with Chick-fil-A? And I said, well, you guys turned me down. And they said, well, why don't you start the process again? So I started the process again. And and ended up never finishing law school because they offered me the chance to come on board. And I've been with them officially ever since. And that was 1992. 
So going wow. out on time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been amazing to me because I, I don't think you can get saved because of a, a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but it kind of, that's kind of seems like what happened to me. So. I think you were way ahead of the curve because you said early on in your testimony that you were aware that God had something for you. Yeah. That you felt that yeah. early on. I and didn't I know what. I probably had those warnings too. I just ignored yeah. them. No, I, I, yeah. I just knew that there was something he had, but I didn't know what. And um, it's been a strange trip for sure. So. <laughs> But that's pretty much how I became a Christian, and now I've kind of I really tried to, uh, you know, when people talk about anything that I've done good, I'm very uncomfortable with it because, you mm-hmm. know, we, we know ourselves. Like, we know what we think and all the terrible things we, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because we hear our own thoughts. I'm uncomfortable with people saying how good I am or anything because I'm not. I'm a sinner like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And yet, God has given me a voice and given me some influence. Amen. And as much as I can, I want to try to use that. And I try to be as Joe to the kids. I was just going to ask you that. You know, are you being Joe in in, uh, the two uh, Chick-fil-A's that you own right now? I I sure try to be. It's It's a much different political climate legally. Absolutely. So we do have to be more cautious, but I don't hide who I am. In fact... I, I thought for a while I began to hide a little bit who mm-hmm. I was. Um, and then I just said, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. And so I, you know, I tell every new new uh, team member that joins us, this is who I am. And I'm not asking you to be this way, but I need you to understand why I'm this way and why the things that I ask you to do are different. Because if you don't know that it's because I'm coming from this perspective of the Bible, you're just going to think that they're rules and that they don't have any purpose, but they, they do have purpose. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't hide who I am, but I don't push either. But I haven't had to. I feel like people that age specifically are looking. They're searching. They want right. to know what's up. Absolutely. And they're spiritual beyond belief. Um, they just don't always have the guide to push no, toward Christ. and so long as you're that constant light yeah where you're at which i try to be where i'm at it's uh, tough sometimes it I mean, is it is it is yeah. oh yeah yeah well so uh i i feel like i'm doing a decent job uh, i definitely don't feel like i do enough and uh as we've grown in size and you mentioned this tina as we've gone from you know, my first store, we had 20 people, and I knew everybody. I knew them intimately. I, I knew their likes and their hobbies, and my wife and I would go watch them, you know, in plays and band. And then we started having kids, and we started having 60 team members, and and now we have um, 180. Wow. And it's a really different feel. 180. Um, yeah, and I, I don't feel like I can be that to everybody but sure. thankfully i've got people like um danny, danny. and zach and agilon and all these amazing christians that come up and just um, hold my team accountable and point them in the right direction and so it's been nice to see other mm-hmm. people now having this influence boy that, amen to that yeah yeah 
So training the leaders now mm-hmm. for the yeah. next generation. Yeah. In fact, my son-in-law has been working with us. Mm-hmm. And he I think he was a, a Christian for sure. But but I think his faith has gotten so deep while he's been at our store. And it's nothing to do with me. In fact, it's everything to do with uh, one of our leadership named Eric, mm-hmm. who he, Eric's a pastor. I mean, God has called him. He mm-hmm. just hasn't got a church yet. But mm-hmm. I have. I look at Eric and I'm like, I don't know how long you're going to be here, mm-hmm. but I know where you're heading. And Eric has mentored Nick, my son-in-law, and uh, God, Nick's faith awesome. has just yeah, grown. And it's been good because... Um, I think it's hard to influence sometimes your son-in-law, your family. Sure. Right. Yeah, um, that's true. But it's great to have people come alongside you, you know. And you have such a rare opportunity to see some of the fruit, you I know. Do. That's mm-hmm. such a blessing in yeah. itself. Yeah, and, and sometimes you don't, you, uh, we all know this, you don't always see it right away. Um, we had a, our very first store was in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and it was in a very, it was a, a place called Plantation, which mm-hmm. it was like 53% Jewish. Oh, so wow. So most of my kids were, were Jewish. Know it well from Boca yeah. Raton. Oh, uh-huh. so, and it's a great area, but we got really close to two young people, Elise and Scott, and they used to come to church with us. Mm-hmm. And Scott uh, just called us about two years ago. And we hadn't talked to him probably in 15 years, but he wanted to let us know that he was getting baptized oh. and that he traced it back to the times that we brought him to church that we had, not right. me, but God had planted things in right. there. So awesome. that, that was a real cool, because we don't get to see that very right. often, you know. No. So, How but, nice of him to call and let yeah. you know that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. So. Seed time and harvest. I know. That's right. right. You don't always get to, to see the harvest. That's mm-hmm. a very special well, it's just occasion. like your show. I feel like there's so much being planted. And I think when you get to heaven, you're going to like a lot of people are going to walk up and say, hey, uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, you don't realize. it. No, until, you don't. Yeah. I, it, in fact, the first was it one, uh, two years, was it, Mikey? One, our first year that we heard nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was two years, two plus. Two, two years we heard nothing. Absolutely from nothing. anybody. <laughs> and we didn't know, is this stuff working? Right. Are is we, it going out there? Is it going out there? Yeah. Is somebody yeah. Are listening? Are people listening? Yeah, but, so you, we, but you felt like you were supposed to do it. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. just um, kind of, uh, Mikey says, you know, I'm going to change the way I'm praying. Right. And uh, we call it uh, the bone, you know, that we, we ask the Lord for a bone, throw us a bone. Right. Let us know. You know, show us what the future looks like. Is is this, you know, are we heading in the right direction? And, and you know, after that, you know, several months later, the floodgates opened. Yeah, we started is, hearing from people, and people were sending in testimonies and yeah. to read. And now we're hearing from people in uh, Zimbabwe that want to give their <laughs> testimony. Now i got to figure out how to do a testimony from Zimbabwe because... <laughs> what a great problem hey, that, to yeah, have, is, right? It is a very you know, good problem. Right? Yeah. And... and and like I always said, the Lord said we would do greater things than even he did when he was on the earth. And I could never imagine what that would be. How could you do something greater than that? 96 here, countries. Here we are. Yeah. Well, and I think it's great. And I think it's one of the most amazing things about God is that he involves us in the process. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't need us. I mean, no. he's all powerful. He right. doesn't need any help. Nope. Mm-hmm. But he, he allows us. He wants us to take part. 
because he cares about you and he cares about how you feel. And he wants you to know that you're having influence, um, no matter how small sometimes you feel, which we've all felt small at different times, you know. Oh, you, you bet. You just reminded me of what uh, Pastor Renault from Mosaic oh, he's Church. He's great. He, yeah. First of all, he could say anything to me with that accent and I would believe him. <laughs> he can yeah. preach the phone book. Yeah. I'm telling you what. He, I, I just, he sounds so intelligent. He blew us away. He came yes. and then he, just a couple of, of shows ago, he came and uh, we were just blown away. I was yeah, he's awesome. Able to talk to him about Axum Coffee and how that got started. It's a cool story. Oh, yeah. it is. Amazing. But he, he talked about, you know, it was, he illustrated a story about himself making pancakes and his kids wanting to be involved, you yes. know, and he's thinking in his head, of course, you know, oh my gosh, the kids are going to make a huge mess. I'm going to have more to clean up. It's going to take forever yeah. for us to eat, etc. But at the end of the day, the kids are going to be happy because all they want to do is spend time with dad. That's right. Yeah. You know, and it's the same way with us and God. We just want to be in the kitchen. That's right. Yeah. And that's a great, I mean, right it there, really that, was, that was good. I don't know if she planned it, but that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think we do, we want to be in the kitchen and we want to know that we're part of something greater. Yes. Cause I think we believe it. That's what attracted me to God is this terrible, sinful person. And God still desires mm -hmm. this relationship with me. And I don't know why. But it's great to be part of something that is so, you know, moving. So, well, that's the truth. Yeah, and and I would say, um, you know, we talk a lot at the store, and I talk a lot about Chick Fil A because it's been a lot of my life. How can right? you not? Yeah, I mean, I it's been part of my life more than my longer than my wife, mm -hmm. longer than my kids, and it's had this tremendous influence. And it all started because God influenced one gentleman. Mm -hmm who decided that he was going to open a restaurant and he wanted to close on Sunday because he wanted to honor God. Mm -hmm. And 50, 60 years later, it's a restaurant doing $11 billion a year and 75,000 employees. And it's amazing to me how it all started with one person that was influenced by God. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed. We talk a lot with our kids at the store. We ask permission for us to be kind to them. And they normally don't understand. And so we say, we can be nice or we can be kind. And if we're nice, I'll tell you what you want to hear. Because I care. I only want you to like me. I want you to feel good about me. But if I'm kind, I'll tell you what's going to help you grow. And kindness, wow. sometimes you don't want to hear it. Nope. But I feel that way about God. I mean, our God is a kind God. And he tells me and has me go through things that I need to. Right. Because he loves me. And it's not easy. And we find ourselves in messes a lot of times because right. we don't listen to God. And, exactly. You know, so, yeah. Anyways, but I think it's amazing uh, that God allows us to be part of a process. So, it yeah. is. It is. And people think it's just about chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. People people think a lot of things about Chick Fil A, and um, you know we hear all the time that we're a Christian company, and and I kind of it's weird for me because my building isn't saved. It, it's just brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. What I always tell people is, but we run the business along biblical principles, mm -hmm. and the principles are honor and dignity and respect. 
And when we treat everybody that way, it, it's going to bear fruit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are missing that in their life. Right. And they, they want to feel it. That's right. They absolutely want to feel well, it. Well, I didn't find it strange that the media tried to spin stuff against him when he was still alive. Sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, some they were putting words in his mouth and stuff like that. And, and he was, the way he handled that was just... Well, you know, yeah, I think I it was a learning. Words. I think it was a learning curve for all of us. But you know, I was always, and I would tell my friends, "Are you surprised that a devout Southern Baptist Christian is going to have this view?" I mean, mm-hmm. he he's not being hateful. He, he believes this. He right. has a right to his opinion. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we discriminate. Our crew, what makes our crew so amazing is we have 180 unique people yeah. of every race and every denomination. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's this melting pot. Mm-hmm. And yet we're influencing each other. Right. Um, I don't care if you're straight, gay, white, black. It doesn't matter to me. I want you to be part of this family. Mm-hmm. And I want to influence you, and I want you to hopefully influence me too. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of worked. Um, our our mission at Chick Fil A, uh, from a corporate level, has been to glorify God by being a faithful steward of what we've been given, Amen and to have to that. A, and to have a positive influence on people. Right. Amen. And what that spoke to me when I was a young kid, and I remember being seventeen, and I remember thinking, "There's nothing in that about selling chicken." There's no. nothing in that about making no. money. No. I mean, these are wonderful things to want to do, even if you're not a Christian, to, to, to be a good steward right. of what you've been given and to have a positive influence on people. There's a news story that always stands out in my head. Um, after the Pulse tragedy, yeah. you know, people were standing in line to donate blood. Yeah. Chick-fil-A was the first business out there to provide free food to all the people yeah. waiting in line, just trying to donate. We had uh, we had a gentleman in here from the Pulse mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. One oh, that wow. was standing right next to mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And uh, they they have gone to Washington or they, were going they to have Washington. Been, wow, they have been really they doing are stirring some amazing up some, things. Uh, trouble for the devil, that's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, it that. you know, that was one one of our owners, his name is Larry. He saw a need. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter who you are, we care. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot I think a lot of Christians feel that way. They just love they want to love people. But it influenced other businesses when you guys did that. Yeah. Because yes. Chick-fil-A set the standard. And then Pizza Hut, I think it was Pizza Hut was out there next. You yeah. know, doing the same thing, handing out free pizza. Because, you know, they saw the community coming together there. Just right. trying to all. Yeah. It didn't matter who you were. It was it a tragedy. Right. It was a tragedy and we wanted to help. Right. I think when you realize that, that in, at the end of the day that God is the judge. Oh gosh, it's so freeing, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't you know, have to make it. Yeah, no, we just have to love them. That's right. You know, I just take have care to of the present. widows and orphans. That's right. I just have to present and speak what God has given to me. Right. Just don't miss an opportunity to do that. And that's know? it. And then let the Lord will seed right. time and harvest. The Lord will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We what, utilize that. What a great feeling because I don't oh, have to man, worry about. No. I don't have to judge. I'm, nope. I'm not the judge you of anybody. And thank God because. <laughs> I would look at myself and I would consider myself unworthy. Well, it'd be pretty hard for the, you know, for people to spin that because yeah. they don't, how do you come back with that? 
you know, yeah, I believe what I believe and but, but at the end of the day, God's the judge. Mm-hmm. I love everybody and I'm going to continue to love everybody because that's what the Bible says to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can't distort that. The, the words of Christ, the message is so compelling. I don't understand how anybody, I could understand how maybe intellectually they can't get there. Because when you look at the story just as a story, it sounds kind of crazy, right? God came down and became a man and he died on a cross. I mean, I know it to be true, but I could understand somebody doubting that. Right. But when you look at the words alone, wouldn't you want that to be true? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you weren't a Christian. Uh, it's such a beautiful message. It really it is. is. Love, just love. It was cool because we were having this conversation the other day as, you know, what if Jesus was walking the earth present today? Yeah. How would we How would we feel about him? When would, would we be like the disciples and go, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I just don't know. He says all the right things. He does miracles. He can't be the Christ. <laughs> you know, yeah. but... It, it's yeah. kind of cool when you would you really sit in their shoes for a second. You know, you can kind of understand why they were the way that because we we're looking through a stained glass window. You that's know, right. we know all the variables. So yeah, yeah. God, true. man, this is this is good stuff, man. I talked to him all night. <laughs> I got coffee. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I um, you know, I, I I wanted to share one final thing. Maybe please do. My my father and I, I shared a lot about him, and he went through a really rough patch. I mean, there was probably ten years where he wasn't who he was. He was an alcoholic. He was abusive, and it was it was not a fun atmosphere to be mm-hmm. in. But but God allowed me and my father to make up, and so my father, the last twenty years of his life was amazing, and it God allowed you know. So when he passed. I didn't have doubts about what could right. have been. And I really took it as a gift from God. My father had accepted Christ, but his Christian walk looked wildly different than mine. <laughs> I mean, this was a guy from the streets of Italy. He was a recovering alcoholic. He was abusive to his wife and his kids. He had all this guilt to work through. Mm-hmm. And so I always, we would joke because I would say, Dad, what Bible are you reading from? Is it the King Rico version? My dad's name was Rico because <laughs> I don't know where that verse, you know, he just, it sounded different. And uh, he got very sick at the end. And uh, when he was in hospice, he, we realized he was going to pass. Um, and so he looked at me. He was having trouble talking. He was dying from a COPD. Sure. And uh, he was on, of course, oxygen. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he looked at me and he says, what do you think? Am I going to make it? And I looked at him. And at that point, we were in hospice. So, I mean, you yeah. know you're in hospice. You don't exactly you're walk out of hospice. Out. Right. Yeah. And so I said, no, Dad, you know, unless God does a miracle this is it, you know? And he said, no, no. What do you think? Am I going to make it? And he was asking me, oh, if he was am going I going to heaven? heaven? Mm-hmm. And wow. so I sat there and I kind of swallowed that lump in my throat because I know, right. I, I had these two, two dads, one wow. that was this terrible guy. Right. And then one that was this great guy. But I said the right thing. I said, you know, dad, the Bible says it teaches that God forgives you. And he puts your sin as far as 
the east, east is, is from, from the west. west. Yep. And so, yeah, Dad, I think you're going to be okay. And he kind of shook his head and smiled and then kind of went back to sleep. But for the rest of that day, it was killing me inside because I was wondering, is he right. going to make he, it? Is right. he going to be all right? Because yeah. we never know. We don't ever know. No. And so God gave me this amazing gift, and I think it really speaks to who God is. And this has happened so rarely in my life. I think we all want God to scream and answer our, right? But we don't get that very often. But this one time he answered, because I remember just being racked and wondering, you know, what's going to happen. And so my mother had been in the hospital for several weeks with my father. So when I got there, I kind of took over and said, Mom, you go to sleep. And if anything happens, I'll wake you up and mm -hmm. I'll, you know, we'll take care of it. And so I would, she'd go to sleep right away because she was exhausted. And I would be up and listening to my dad's breathing. And it was that, you know, really labored breath. And so about two in the morning, he stopped breathing. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait to make sure. I don't know if that's normal or not, but I didn't want to wake my mom up and right. say, hey, you know, your husband of 50 years plus had, had died. So it went on. It was a minute, two minutes. And about three minutes, I realized I have to get mom up. Right. And so I stood up to walk over and wake her up. And when I stood up, he went like that. And his eyes shot open. And he says, you were right. I saw this light. And then he went back to sleep. And he died like three hours later. Mm -hmm. Wow. But I remember thinking wow. that God cares about us Absolutely. so much that he wants to he wants to remind us hey i'm here and maybe not every situation but no he does and maybe it's when you need it the most right. but i think i needed it that night absolutely mm -hmm. so you know anyways that was that's uh, the uh that's the first watch isn't it he died yeah. on the first watch yeah <laughs> you're right no, third watch yeah. third watch third watch yeah. is it yeah three in the morning oh you're morning. right yeah, yeah. yes yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So anyways, but that was a good, uh, to me, it was an answered prayer that I didn't even know I was saying. I, I needed it. I needed to know, mm -hmm. you know, that I would see my father again. Um, and God cared. He just cares about us. Through you that bone. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. You talked about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we ask for him all the time. You know, Lord, show us. Please show up. Do you get a lot of them or do you only well, when you? I most of the time if i ask sincerely that's awesome yeah. he answers yeah he does because uh you know he knows that that we get tired and stressed out and worry and mm -hmm. yeah you know and at the end of the day it's his show it's not ours right and, yeah uh, we, yeah um similar to that uh my mother uh my middle sister uh was really concerned about my mother when she passed, um, partially because she was, I guess, yeah, my mother was in a room and my sister was thinking, you know, I'll leave this here by the bed for her so she won't have to reach for it and everything else. But when my mother got up, she tripped over it and broke her hip. Oh, and they didn't find her for three three or four days later. Oh, wow. And then she ended up in the hospital, so she blaming herself. Wow, yeah. What a, what a tough... Right. And she was really, really taken back from it. And she had asked me, 
she knows, you know, again, I was probably the first one in my family yeah. that knows Jesus for who he really is. And um, she had asked me, you know, do you think, you know, she, I'm really concerned. Do you think mom is in heaven? And, you know, she was really, really taken back from it. And then I just prayed a simple prayer. And within a day or two, I got an answer, yes. Oh, wow. So I was able to relay that to her yeah. and made her feel, yeah. you know, yeah. it wasn't her fault. And, yeah. Or even if it was, she's she's there. In a good place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I, you know, the we've all lost people that are close to us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard. I mean, when you lose parents, there's no easy way. Yeah, you're never ready. No. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't care if you've got six no. years of watching, you know, yeah, you're, you're never ready. Never ready. But I don't know that there, I mean, to me, if if I really truly believe in heaven, I, I believe that they're not alone. Like, we're together where they're at. Mm-hmm. So they don't miss us. I mean, they've got it you know, going and they're in a great place. Now right. we miss them because we're still stuck here. Right. <laughs> you know, but at some point we're going to, you know, join them. And I believe it's a instantaneous. Like I think my father, when he opens his eyes, all of us will be there. And I don't know how that works, but mm. I just can't imagine heaven without the people you care and love about. So maybe that's not good theology, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think, there is something to the extent that you know the people that you help influence to be there. Yeah, they will be there, and yeah, I agree with that. They'll be, they'll be right there with you. Yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna say, "Who are you?" Like you were saying earlier, <laughs> "Who's this one? Who's that?" You know, it's gonna be wonderful. From, I know that. But you, you won't know. even always probably remember, or you won't have any idea of the influence yeah. you guys are having. No, but, I mean, I listened to several of your shows and the last few days and I was being moved by, I, I listened to the gentleman who lost his son, um, Julian. Yeah. Yeah. He's another small business owner. Yeah. Windu yeah. And made, honestly, I, I've said, I'm going to go visit him just so I can meet him. Now oh, because, that's awesome. But, um, you guys are influencing people and you're influencing non-Christians, I believe, but you're also influencing Christians. Right. I mean, we need the reminders of why we first made this step mm-hmm. because it is how we, we were kind of joking about it before it's hard. And this world is. is full of hurts and you're going to come across parts in your life where you need oh, hope. Gosh. Yes. You need comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important that we all support each other. That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's something that the show's been amazing in allowing us to meet all these different people yeah, amen to that. and share their story and just, and some of them we get to know on a more personal yeah. level and it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, it works both ways. We're yeah. influenced by them as well. That, yeah. Which is, I think any great, you know, that's really the relationship we're supposed to be. We're supposed to pick each other up when we're, mm-hmm. when we're down, you know, but you know, I, I think that, uh, when I first became a Christian, I believed that everything was going to be perfect. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then I started reading You're Job. In good company. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, Job loved God and everything went wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, I read that one verse where he is talking to his wife. His wife has finally had it. And she tells him, why don't you just curse God and die? And he turns to her and he says, you foolish woman, mm-hmm. which I would never be able to get away with. But right. <laughs> Who, who are we 
Yes. To accept good things. And not evil. Right. And I, I remind myself of that all the time, that God, he didn't, he didn't sell us a pitch. That he told us, this is life. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be great, and it's going to be terrible, and there's a reward at the end. And in the meantime, help each other. Right. Yep. You know, and I think it's it's an honor to do it, but it's so hard sometimes. The first time I read Ecclesiastes, I just thought he had a bad attitude. <laughs> and then, right, uh, yeah. When the Lord opened my <laughs> eyes to that book, I love that book yeah. because, and I almost get a chuckle, and I'll say to her, you know. It, it's all meaningless, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love your wife. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the it's the primary verse in the whole yes. the whole book is love your wife, yeah. you know, and everything else is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always a, not always an upper. I mean, you no, know. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But but we have this hope and that's what yeah. you know, uh, in a world where everybody seems to be anxious. You know. Well, isn't that the truth? So we, you know, uh, one thing that we've started offering at, at our stores is counseling. So wow. I actually, if somebody is anxious and they tell me, we'll pay for them to go visit a counselor. And we found this amazing uh, woman who is um, awesome with young girls at teenage. That's fantastic. And we found an amazing guy. And they both are Christians, but they're amazing counselors too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I tell these kids all the time. The Bible, God said more than almost any other words. He says, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. And he said it because he knew we were going to be afraid Mm -hmm. (laughs) that there were going to be things that scared the crud out of us. Mm -hmm. So it's not wrong to feel anxious as long as you know you've got this hope, this anchor. Right. And uh, I think what hurts so many of the kids now is they don't have the anchor anymore. Right. Right. So yeah. they have all the anxiety that we felt without any of that hope. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be a scary world. It and the percentage the of, uh, to just, uh, just to add on to that, the percentage of broken homes, you know, and kids yes. don't, don't have the father figure or they don't have the mother yeah. figure and, and it, it, they suffer. And yeah. the separation of the truth in society, because when we were growing up, Who's there that? were a lot of people who were Christian yeah. or had that faith base. Yep. You know, and so you could get solid advice, sage advice yeah. from people. That doesn't exist in this day and age. No, such a post- much. No, such a postmodern world where they want the spirituality, but they don't want any of the what they see are boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, Jesus is not a boundary. Jesus is freedom. Amen to I that. I mean, you know. It, he doesn't want you to not do things because he doesn't no. want you to have fun. He's trying to keep you from royally messing up. Right. I mean, you want to know why there's divorces and, and people are abusive toward each other and people drink or smoke. It, it's because we've given in sometimes to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, these things that God is screaming at us. Don't mm-hmm. do, don't do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but he... We have free will. Yep. Yes, we do. And the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And, (laughs) you know, it's like, uh, okay, you know. uh. Yeah. And as we were talking about Job, you know, and all that stuff that happened and everything else, there is is chapter 42. Well, yeah, he got twice what he had. Yes, he did. That's right. Amen to that. 42.10, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Yeah, Yeah. you know, that's right. Well, ah, and, ah. isn't it amazing to see somebody who's going through something and yet still 
you can tell they've got that joy and that hope. Yep. That, that, those are the greatest testimonies to me. You know? That is truly the peace that yeah. passeth all understanding because That's right. you look at them and you go, you, yeah. you're you're happy. Why? Yeah. I mean, uh, you're smiling. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. In spite of everything. In spite. That's yeah. right. Well, I agree with you guys. That's a great. That's a great point. At the end, it came out pretty good. Mm -hmm. so, well, Joseph too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right about that. From yeah. the prison to the palace. Prison to the palace, baby. Twenty four hours. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite uh, parts mm -hmm. of the Bible. Other than that, and then, then even with crazy Jonah, the whale spit him up where he was supposed to be. Yep. You know, it's it's amazing. You forget all these great stories. You I, really you do. Because I end up reading the same. Yeah verses or I have favorites books. too yeah but I keep saying I need to get back into everything yeah. because you forget how wonderful some of these uh, books are and mm -hmm. how much you can pull out of stuff mm -hmm. yeah, so. boy isn't that the truth yeah well, well we wow. sure appreciate you coming Gosh, on do the we show absolutely no, I enjoyed it's so being cool here. to Thank get you. an inside look at of Chick-fil-a mm -hmm. you know because you don't hear about these stories that you know they they pay for for counseling and that uh, you know employees are mentoring Oh, it's employees and yeah, and there's team leaders and pastors right. being involved while they're in the drive-through. Yeah. So when you went to Georgia to interview, did you sit down with Mr. Kathy? Yeah, I did. In fact, I got a chance to oh, know Mr. So cool. Kathy pretty well. And you know what I always tell people is he was the real deal. Yes, oh, he, he was. was absolutely. Uh, he, you know, he lived in the same house that he bought when him and his wife got married. He had never never left the house. Now he bought property around it. He liked to collect cars, so he yes. had cars. But he was always a humble man. Um, he opened up uh, 11 um, foster homes where he, the, 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 the husband and wife, they were paid to be foster parents. And they would have 11 to 13 kids. And yet he had this amazing sense of humor. Truett was really funny guy. And, yeah. and people didn't get a chance to see it, but he loved playing jokes. <laughs> uh, he loved, uh, he used to like to ride um, motorbikes. And so he'd always, he'd invite you out to ride bikes with him. And then he would get to this one part of his property and spin out and get everybody filthy dirty. <laughs> and just loved it. But, uh, but he truly was a great man and he lived, mm -hmm. he lived it. So it was a, a bit, the way a he handled the national media, yeah. you know, I had all respect for that gentleman. Yeah. So that's the real deal. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, to me, and, and you mentioned it before, Mike, work is work. I, it's tough. You have days where you wonder what you're doing to yourself, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and we're trying to have all these influences and we're trying to be good people right. in the midst of war. It's a warfare. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about at our store, you know, I mentioned Chick-fil-A's mission statement at, at our stores. Our mission is we try to make it really simple. And we talk about how everybody in this world is living their story. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and you don't know what chapter they're in right. when they come right. to the store. Yeah. Right. And sometimes they're, you know, they're going to the store, but they're waiting because their mother's in surgery mm -hmm. or maybe they're struggling because their marriage is on the rocks or or maybe they're meeting a friend they haven't seen in 30 years and it's a good right. visit but we don't know where we're catching them in that story right and so our mission is just to make that story better somehow right and if we make their story better and i make my team's story better and they make my story better if we do that then most days 
we go home and feel like we still accomplished something. Right. Even in the midst of everything, you know, the mess. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I yeah. appreciate it's just you guys. being in the kitchen with Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah really. I like that. That's you know, a great making analogy. Jesus well, beautiful. That's what Renault said. If we could just make Jesus beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, then all else yep. will fall into place. Yeah. I'll hook you up with the session number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need to listen to it now. And I, again, I agree with you. His voice is just anybody with an accent can just. I think it's 206. 206. 206. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a lot of episodes. Uh-huh. I was trying to listen. I, I thought maybe I could listen to a bunch of them. And I was like, there's no, no way. No. I can't listen to 200 all all in one. You know group, that so. we have a couple of individuals that yeah. have done it, though. From start yeah. to finish. And they and then they and call they me do. up and go, "When you, when's the next one? I'm <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. You guys have a long. <laughs> and um, I went, whoa. You, you guys have a big enough catalog so I can listen to you guys for a while. Because mm-hmm. I'm always yes. trying to rediscover new podcasts. So right. I'll listen as I'm shaving or getting or driving to work. And well, we're going to dial into yours, too. And yeah. I want you to talk about that before you leave so sure. that the People yeah, that are listening right now can tune into that podcast as well. So, well, yeah, not only that, you know, uh, GSR is the king of the shameless plugs. That we are. <laughs> so, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and you guys no. are plugging a very good message, so it's okay to be. You yeah. know, I'll shamelessly plug Chick Fil A. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we got to, a couple freebies right here. Right, from, yeah. We've done it for years, and I wanted. I I actually listened to a couple of your episodes where you mentioned Chick Fil A. So I was like, okay, okay right. I'm not going into enemy territory. They like <laughs> oh no. So. Between uh, Chick-fil-A and Starbucks, um, they get plenty of free publicity. Since this Chick-fil-A opened over here on the corner, I don't want to tell you how many times a week we eat at Chick-fil-A. I I said he looked familiar. and so (laughs) I'm going to walk in and see you, I'm sure, one day. I sure hope so. I I hope that we get together and uh, I want to come over and uh, sit with you and Larry while you're podcasting. Yeah, I I would uh, love you to. Anything that I can do to help you guys, you know, there's... The studio's I'm, yours. I'm eyeing your technology, so you can help us for sure. <laughs> you know, we, we started uh, our podcast is called A Server's Journey. And Server's Journey. I've been convicted my whole entire adult life that everybody leads, and we have to lead yes. as a amen. servant. Amen. And well, well, Jesus said it in the Bible. Amen. First, first is last, and last right. is first. So. Yeah. Well, I'm always touched by the story, kind of the 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 impetus, the real fire lighting for the show is I was reading about the time that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Yeah, that's exactly what I was yep. thinking of. Yeah. And so you look at like if you look at those verses and you really read it, he says or, or the Bible says that all the power of God descended on Jesus. So this is the same power that created the universe. I know. Everything. And immediately his next move was he got up, he took off his outer clothing, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and he served his disciples. Right. Especially yeah. Judas. It, it, the person who was going, yeah. I mean, Jesus was, he was going to be dead in like 12 to 14. I mean, mm-hmm. he knew all this. Right. And he served. And yep. so that's what our show is about is that we lead without knowing and we have to serve we have to be a servant so Mm -hmm. i'll definitely uh have you guys come on to our show i I would love it and and please uh open invitation for you and larry to come back as well yeah well i'll bring larry and zach he's he brings the age way down Uh, he's only 22 but i have to warn you larry's a director so he does order me around quite a bit sometimes Uh, i'm like larry are you mad at me (laughs) 
He's just the alpha, the That's alpha right. director. Oh, yes. <laughs> when you've been doing it for that long, it's kind of what you know. Yeah, he knows what he wants. Exactly. And he's not afraid to tell us. There we go. Good, so. There we go. Man. What a great show. Golly, oh, yeah. yeah. I Absolutely. you know, it's been an hour and uh, I just feel like we could we could be here for a couple more. Uh-huh. And um uh, well, Sometime we're going to have to do that. Yeah. Well, next but, next meal, we'll we'll meet next time at Chick Fil A, and we can talk as long as you guys want. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh man, I'm I gonna go, hold I you go to, to that. the other one. I don't go to the new one. So you got to go to the new one just because it looks, it, every time I drive by, it looks so packed. It's not. It's actually it's actually slower. It goes really? fast yeah. though. That drive through yeah. is clockwork. I don't do drive through. I go right in. You got to come in and have breakfast with me one morning. I love that store oh. because it's so quiet in the morning. Nice. When, yeah. When's so, that? <laughs> well, I, I typically get there around eight, and I, I I'll buy you coffee and chicken biscuits, and we can look at the lake out the window and talk. It's, oh, it's great. Right down here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on. Anytime you guys want to. It's all I can offer is Chick Fil A. It's oh, I don't have much. Please, you you've offered your testimony. Yeah. It's just yeah. so nice to hear how Chick Fil A, the vehicle of yeah. Chick Fil A, is used to just give people hope and comfort. Yeah. encouragement and, and mm -hmm. just happiness in general those yeah those chick-fil-a cows make me so happy <laughs> yeah. i got hugged by one person yeah mikey right. <laughs> mikey's well, a celeb and i think you might have known him too which is i even, did makes yeah. it even more special <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is awesome uh -huh. this is just awesome i just uh sit here all night but anyway hey thanks for tuning in with us want to uh, thank everybody that was on mixler tonight and uh just thank uh all the people that pray for us and and support us and yes. we just love you and appreciate you and uh, uh thank you for uh just being there for us and uh, not allowing us to quit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh these anyway. last two weeks were long weeks <laughs> yeah yes sir it was but if you um have a prayer request or if god's kind of prick in your heart to give your testimony drop us a line at god stories radio at gmail.com uh like us on facebook please mm -hmm. smash that like button we love our <laughs> our facebook family because we put prayer requests and things out there and all of you get it at the same time and that's kind of a, a great way to talk to everybody all at once what else can they do mikey they can tweet us they can tweet us <laughs> on twitter I like that and uh we just appreciate it. And uh, check out our website, godstoriesradio.com. And you can always go to um, all the uh, different podcasts, previous podcasts that we have. The website is fixed now, so you can get to all of them. That is if you don't listen on Spotify or iHeartRadio or iTunes Radio, Spreaker, Stitcher, or radio.com. Radio.com. There's, there's a lot of them now, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, radio.com is the newest that we're on. And they axed. They axed. Well, they axed us. They asked <laughs> us to be on the app. Oh, that's good. They didn't ax us from the, <laughs> right. from the app. Yeah. Uh huh. We, we understood. <laughs> yeah. Woo. I'm glad you did. I was uh, making myself nervous there for a second. But, uh, Oh, well, man. Okay. I don't really want to end. I just want to. <laughs> I'm just I'm so enjoying uh, Rocky here with us tonight. And, uh, thank you. Again, thank you. Of course. Thank you. So. Anytime. Well, that about wraps it up for session 211. 
I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you. God bless. God bless. I said, God, I do not understand this world. Everything is dying and broken. Why do I see nothing but suffering? God, I'm asking, could this be your plan? Sin has taken hold of this whole land. Will you not say anything else to me? He said, where were you the day that I measured? Sunk the base and stretched the line over all the earth and carved out its cornerstone. Where were you the day that I spoke and told the sun to split the night?